Hi everyone, Benjamin Smith here, pastor of Revealing Truth Ministries, Wesley Chapel. You know, God is always speaking good things to us and he has a word for you today, we are sure of it. Take some time out to listen and we'll be back as soon as we're done. God bless you. Well, we need to give God some praise for ourselves this morning. As they was ministering, I was thinking about, um, you know, me coming up here ministering to you. And I was like, Lord, I sure don't want to. But you know what? When, when I want to lines up with God's will to, then we will do what he has called us to do. Yes. Amen? Amen. So it doesn't matter what it is. If God has called you to do it and you want to, your want to will line up with his will to, you will do it. And it will be good and pleasing to God in every area of your life. It doesn't matter what it is. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is, God is the one present that we all need. We don't need anything else. We don't need anybody else. All we need is God. And thank you, Ms. Janice. We need you too. We just, <laughs> God is just good. He is good. So anytime there's something that God has told you to do and you think that you missed it, it's okay. It's okay. Dust yourself off, get back up, and just go do it. You don't have to start over. Start from where you are. As long as your want to lines up with his will to, you will do what he called you to do. Amen. So go ahead and greet your neighbors, and then you can be seated so we can pray and get into the word. <laughs> Good to see Good to you. <laughs> Let's do our Bible confession together. Well, y'all can repeat, repeat after me until it gets on the screen. This is my Bible. Now we can say it together. I, go ahead. I can be what it says I can. I can do. Every verse is God breathed. Amen. Amen. Um, when uh, Minister Ashland praised him, when they were talking about expectations, I was just thinking about how God loves us so much, how his expectations of us supersedes any and everything that could be going on in our lives. And I just thought that was just amazing, amazing. Um, we're going to pray and get into it. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit because 
The Holy Spirit should have the freedom in all of our lives to say and do anything. There's no scripts. There's nothing that we have to follow. I do have things that I've written down, but I am very uh, in tune with the Holy Spirit, and I have to do what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. And we're all family because if we're all in the body of Christ, y'all are my sisters and my brothers. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, right now for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for the move that is taking place, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for the movement. We thank you, Father God, for the wave of the spirit of ease operating on every person in here, Lord God. Every person that hears my voice right now will be set free and delivered for anything that is causing them to be in bondage, causing them to be stagnant. We just thank you, Lord God, right now for revelation and the knowledge of you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that this is your word. Your word will transform lives, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that we can trust and rely and depend on you for everything and for anything, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, for the healing manifestation. We thank you, Lord God, that healing is just not, not only physical, Father God, that healing in our minds, healing in our finances, healing in our children, healing in every area of our life takes place now in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you that as I decrease, you shall increase, Lord God. I thank you that I speak all of you and none of me, Lord God. I thank you that I am a willing vessel that you can use for your glory and all of your people will get exactly what they need. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, in Numbers chapter 10, we're going to be talking about Moses today. So Moses was so hyped, you know, in, in Numbers 10. He was going around telling his brother-in-law, hey, dude, we're getting ready to come up out this wilderness. Because, you know, they were in the wilderness, the children of Israel. They were in the wilderness because God had... Uh, taking them out of Egypt. They were no longer slaves. They were out of Egypt. So he was just telling his brother-in-law, hey, let's, we're going to get up out of this wilderness. We're getting ready to go to the promised land. God has provided every step of the way. Everything that he promised, he's already done. There's nothing missing, lacking or broken. I mean, he was telling him, hey, you need to come with us because we're getting ready to take over. We're getting ready to do this thing. You know, Moses was a contender. He was a, kin a contender at that point. Uh, God had provided everything for them, water, security, you know, everything. Uh, but immediately in chapter 11, there was a shift. There was a shift. The pretenders came. The doubters came. The unbelief came. They forgot that God, everything that, they, that God had did for them. And sometimes we get in that situation. Sometimes we get to a point where we forget. But God is so faithful, he reminds us. He reminds us. So we're going to pick up in Numbers 11. We're going to read uh, verse 1 and 2 out of the New King James Version. And it reads, Now when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. For the Lord heard it, and his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. Then the people cried out to Moses, and when Moses prayed to the Lord, the fire was quenched. You know, at that point, Moses was still a contender. He, they complained, he went to God. They complained, he went to God. They whined, he went to God. That's what a contender does. So let's skip down, same chapter, and let's read verse 4 through 6, and we're going to read that out of the New Living Translation. 
Numbers 11, 4 and 6 reads, Then the foreign rabble who were traveling with the Israelites began to crave the good things of Egypt. They forgot they were slaves, but they are uh, craving the good things of Egypt. And the people of Israel also began to complain. Oh, for some meat, they exclaimed. We remember the fish we used to eat for free in Egypt. And we had all the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic we wanted. But now our appetites are gone. All we ever see is this manna. Now, the definition of a foreign rabble is a disorganized or confused collection of things. So from the moment that the children of Israel came out of Egypt, God gave them details. He gave them instructions. He gave them everything that they needed. He was meeting every need that came up, every need that might come up. Sound familiar? He provided everything, everything. He wanted them to stay on one accord as they went through their journey to get to their promised land. Yet they complained about food. Modern day saints. We also complain. We complain about receiving what we prayed for. We prayed for it. But when it don't fit what we want any longer because now we have to do something. Then we start complaining. But, you know, many Christians are stuck in their own wilderness. It's not the wilderness that God created for us. We're stuck in our own wilderness because we're under grace. We're under grace, but many believers are not living a grace-filled life. You're either being a contender or a pretender. It depends on the day. You know, we shift depending on the day. So, um... When God delivered us, he delivered us out of bad relationship, toxic work environments, situations, circumstances, financial lack. He delivered us out of all of those situations because we prayed for it. But yet, we start complaining, moaning, groaning, whining, because it's not, it's, it's not fitting our want to anymore. Because now we have to do something. We have to show up in that work environment. But you prayed for God to give you a job. You, play, you prayed for God to give you that employment because he's your source. We forget that he's our source. We cannot continue to turn praises into, we cannot continue to, how you want to say it, Holy Spirit, turn praises into problems. Praises into problems. You pray for it. God gave it to you. It don't look like what, he, what you thought it should look like, so now it's a problem. Now it's a problem. How many of you in here are on your way to a promised land? We're on our way to a promised land. God promised you something. It, it's not just a land. It's not just property. It could be a, a, a promotion. You were promised a promotion. You're on your way to get that promotion, but you got to go through a journey. You, sometimes you have to go through some things to get to some things that God wants for you because not that he's trying to say no to you. He's just got to clean up some stuff. You got to grow in some areas. You got to know what you know. So when you walk into these uh, elevated places that God wants you in, he don't want you to be stagnant. He don't want you to be looking and wishing and hoping and praying. He wants you to know that you're delivered. You're already free. You can't walk into these uh, elevated positions that God is giving you with your head down. You can't walk into these elevated uh, positions that God has given you looking back. 
you know, trying to figure out what to do. You do have responsibilities. You have responsibilities. When God elevates you and he gives you a platform and he gives you a promotion, there come some things that God requires from you because he chose you to be where you are. There are some people that are watching what you're doing. They're watching how you walk. They're watching how you talk. They're watching how you respond. You are responsible for you, of course, but you are also responsible for the things that God told you to do. Don't pray for a position that you ain't ready to do the work. You know, sometimes we get in these positions and we get entitled. We want God to do, to do, to do, to do. But God has given us the power to do, to do, to do. We still are sitting sometimes waiting for God to do what he's already gave you the power and the authority and the anointing and the equip to do. Let me tell y'all, um, my husband and I were having a conversation. You know, this is what I say when we let the Holy Spirit do what he do. We were having a conversation, and uh, we were talking about how uh, we're having these conversations with a lot of believers, and many other believers are saying, oh, God, oh, the devil sure is busy. The devil is so busy. It, it didn't matter. Ain't, ain't no tissue in the store. The devil sure is busy. You know, they, they have one plot. They ain't have two plot. The devil sure is busy. You know, we were just, we were having this conversation, and my husband is so, let me tell you, my husband had that church of none and good flow. He was like, well, you know, the reason that they are, um, the reason that the devil is so busy is because the work is finished. The, Jesus finished the work. So now the devil is just playing catch up. He's just trying to catch y'all on the okie doke with everything, anything. So that's what it is. And I was like, oh my God, he is so anointed, you know, because, and then I had to think, I was like, yeah, Jesus, I don't know what's going on with me, but I think I got that church hood anointed because I was thinking, well, the devil wouldn't be so busy if y'all saints would stop giving him so much work. <laughs> you know, we gotta, we have to learn how to laugh. We gotta learn how to release some things. We gotta learn how to enjoy this life. We can't be walking around here telling people about Jesus all stuck up and, you know, getting all sanctified and holy and we, we never had a past. We never did anything wrong. How can we lead somebody to Jesus when we don't even know the way? Get out the wilderness. We're not supposed to stay in the wilderness. You know, yes, there's going to be some foreign rabble in your camps. There are going to be some people that are going to be complaining about something. But that shouldn't move you off of what God told you. That should not be moving you off what God told you. I don't know about any of y'all, but we are a peculiar generation. We are a chosen generation. We are above and not beneath. God chose us. What did he choose us for? You know, we got to get so rooted and grounded in what God said. In the wilderness, Joshua and Caleb were the only two that made it into into the promised land because they stayed faithful. They didn't care about the rabble. They didn't care about the complaining. They didn't care about any of that. But I decree and declare on our watch, it's going to be more than two make it into the promised land. This is our promised land right here. We already here. I see more than two people already here. We just need to continue to be about our father's business. Stop leaving people behind. Just because somebody fell off don't mean you got to talk about it. Don't mean you got to rehearse it. Don't mean you got to keep bringing it up when they fell off. All you're supposed to do is pick them up, help dust them off, straighten them up. You know, that's what we're supposed to do. We're part of the body of Christ. 
We don't leave anybody in the wilderness. We bring them with us. We bring them with us. If they're not speaking right, speak. You speak right. You show them what they're supposed to be speaking. You always got to correct everybody about everything. You be the correction. Show them how you living. Show them what you doing. You know, we, we overcome by the words of our testimony. We do a testimony. We want to tell them, well, we were going through something, but God is faithful. Okay, what happened in the middle of that? Because I might don't seem like I'm a Christian because I'm still stuck in the wilderness. How can I get from here to there? We don't ever want to tell people the how-to. We just tell people what to do. You got to give them the how-to. How do I move from here to there? Because I'm a little stuck right here. We, Christians or get, get to the point where we don't even want to share what's going on with us. We can't even pray for each other effectively. Because, see, if I tell you this, then you might think that I'm not saved. That if I tell you that, you might think, well, her faith ain't where Pastor Mike's faith is. You know, God gave all of us the measure of faith. There's no one in here greater than anyone else. There's no one in here better than anyone else, but there is some people in here that has a different relationship with God because they're spending time with God. That's what you got to do. Spend some time with God. Get out the wilderness. Don't keep staying in the wilderness. Don't be sitting in the wilderness. Take your stand. Take your position. Take up your armor. Stop fighting out here naked. Stop looking to your left and to your right. Do what God told you to do about your own situation. It don't matter how anybody else's situation look, sound. Don't that's not your business. What your business is, is being about God's business. We out here in these streets willing and dealing and taking care of the world stuff. We don't forget about the kingdom. We don't forget about kingdom business. Somebody tell you they going through a healing. Well, you know that you are healed and, and, and Jesus, the stripes of Jesus said you are healed. Yes, we do know that. Pray for them. Pray for them. Stop leaving men down. Stop leaving women down. Stop doing all of that. This is what we should do. We need to gird ourselves up. Get our house right. Take care of your business and then go out and do the work of ministry. Somebody in the wilderness, bring them on out of there. But you got to get out of there first. You got to get out of there first. You need to get in formation. You need to get lined up. You need to get skilled. You need to get on your post. Stop leaving your post. Get on your post and do what God told you to do. He might tell you to pray. He might say you go lay hands. He might say you're going to make sure that they get up because he's going to get the glory for all that because each and every one of our parts are connected to what God told us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, we are all joint heirs to Jesus. We have a right to every single promise that Jesus had made. Every promise that God said belongs to each and every one of you. I don't get one promise and you get a promise and you get a promise and you, we all, we all are connected to the promise. So just know who you are. Look in the mirror and say, I am a joint heir to Jesus. Jesus lives on the inside of us. We shouldn't be running around in the wilderness, don't know where we're going and how we're going to get there and what's going on because in, in the world, Jesus gave them detailed instructions. He provided. He is providing for you. Some of you sitting in here now, Jesus done gave you some detailed instructions. You're not doing what God told you to do, but it's okay because we're under grace. God has already infused you with everything that you will need to complete the assignment. Just because you know the assignment don't mean you're doing what the assignment is supposed to do. You got to know the assignment, but you also got to understand the assignment. Amen. 
and then you got to execute the assignment. People want to know the assignment, and then that's all. You can't know the assignment and talk about the assignment and don't do what the assignment say do. Moses had an assignment. He had an assignment. He did his assignment. It might don't look like it because he didn't make it to the promised land, but he did execute the assignment. He got caught up. He got caught up in some rabble, and that's what we do. You know, God is not trying to duplicate the old. He is trying to establish the new. God is not trying to duplicate the old. He is trying to establish the new. God is not trying to duplicate the old. He is trying to establish the new. We want to continue doing the old, but we don't want to do anything that's new. We want something new, but we, don't want, but we want to keep doing what's old. God has a fresh anointing for each and every one of us every single day. You can't keep taking that old anointing and trying to put it into some new things that you're doing. You got to close these doors. We got so many doors open because we are anointed. We are appointed. We are equipped. We got so many doors open. God has already showed us all of these things that he has for us. So we're opening doors. We're starting this business. We're starting this next week. We're starting this. We're doing all of these things which we're keep us in a wilderness, it makes us stagnant because we're not completing anything because we don't understand this assignment. And one thing God was telling me, um, once we understand the assignment, he will continue to give us the instructions so that we can execute it. Not you have to execute it. All you have to do is be willing. Be willing to move. You know, this is not the season to be out here pretending to being summertime Christians. We on the battlefield. We want God to rescue us all the time, but we want to be summertime serving him. Summertime doing the assignment. Summertime praying for people. I don't feel like praying for them today. You know, we got to gird ourselves up. It's not about what we going through. I used to not like, see I'm choosing my words. I used to not like it when people used to tell me, it ain't about you when I used to have a situation. And I'm like, well, why can't it be about me? I didn't understand that, but nobody, nobody expounded on that. So I'm going to try to expound on that. When I say it's not about you, it doesn't mean that you're not important because you are. Each and every one of you are important. What it means is there's somebody, people are watching you. You got saved. How many people have you ministered salvation to? How many people, uh, somebody told you about Jesus? How many people have you told about Jesus? You know, we got to get up out of our seats. We got to know, yes, Jesus loves us, but we got to do what we are called to do. We got to rescue others. We, are, we were put here in this land, not as slaves, but we're free, joint heirs. This is our land. It's time for us to take it back. It's time for us to take it back. You need to gird yourself up. You need to quit speaking babble. During the middle of spiritual warfare, you need to quit thinking about Babel during the, in the middle of spiritual warfare. You need to get up, dust yourself off. It don't matter what the it is. It don't matter if it's a failed relationship. The people at your work getting, getting on your nerves. It don't matter if somebody cut you off in public. It don't matter if it's your husband, your wife, your friends. It doesn't matter. You, listen, you got to take your eyes off of that and put your eyes back on God. God is your final destination. Enjoy the journey. You're, you're not stuck in the wilderness. You have, you have access to every single thing on this earth. It all belongs to Jesus. Aren't you joint heirs? There's no lack. 
The only lack that we have is the lack of our mindset, the lack of our thinking. That's why it says we need to renew our minds daily. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 A contender, the title of this message was going to, um, a contender or a pretender. And we know what a contender does, but we don't really know what a pretender looks like. A pretender is someone that wants to please everyone. And a contender only wants to please God. Pretenders look good. They make what they're doing look good. They're doing all these good things. Everything is good. Everything is great. We're doing all these things. But if God didn't send you to do it, it don't matter how good it is. You're going to get to a stop position. You're going to get to a, a point of you're limited. Because it's good, now you're limited. Now you can't move towards what God has told you to do because you're overwhelmed. You're tired, you're worn, somebody done aggravated you, whatever the case may be. That's why we got to continue to do God things. Everything has to be pleasing to God. Yes, God loves all good things. Yes, everything good is from God. But we have to be doing what God told us to do all the time. I think it's, it's time for us to start doing some rebuilding, some reestablishing, some restructure. We need to reignite the fire that's already on the inside of us. We got to get to the point where we are rebirthing the things that God has already placed on the inside of us. Stop letting things die. Stop letting things be stagnant. Get up and just keep moving. Keep moving. Keep reminding yourself of who you are. Keep reminding yourself of who, who you belong to. I've come today just to remind you, you're not in the wilderness. You're not behind. You're not stuck. You're not stagnant. You are equipped. God loves you. You are more than enough. It don't matter who tells you any babble. It doesn't matter what goes on in your camp, in your circle, or however. You got to know who you are. Stand your ground. You are kings and queens. Get up, show up, and do what God told you to do. You know, we came in here today to serve notice on the devil. He's under our feet. We're not taking any more harassment. We're not taking any more of his little plots. Because we know who we are. If you don't know who you are, if you didn't know who you were before you came in here, you're going to know who you are before you leave here. And you need to hold your head up and be reminded of who you are. There is no devil in hell that is stronger than God. Strongholds are not stronger than God. Bondage is not stronger than God. You're created in his likeness. Y'all are some power-packed people. Y'all got power. Every time you move, you are just giving away power. That power. You don't even have to open your mouth. I know some of you have showed up in some place and somebody told you something different about you. It's that God in you. Don't let that light go out. Don't let the enemy fool you that, you that you're something that you're not. Don't let the enemy tell you to do what you know you shouldn't be doing. You'll never do what you know to do if you never do something. I, 
all of that wasn't in there. Let's go to um, Numbers 11, 10, and 15. I just, you know, I am just, when God said that we're free, who the Son says free or free indeed, there is no bondage. I, let me tell you, I got a revelation of that. And let me tell you something. There's no devil in hell that can come and whisper mess to me. You know, because I'm just like, it don't matter. It doesn't matter what you say about me. It don't matter what nobody else say. I don't care if somebody say, I don't like what you got on today. You, you need to tell them, well, I'm so happy that I bought it and not you. We got to be some comeback Christians. We do everything in love, but you got to stop letting people come in your space and do and say what they feel like doing and saying. We are the light. We are the ones that are going out and we are the ones that are promoting Jesus. We can't do that because we allow other people to come in and beat us down and tell us this and tell us that. What did Jesus say about you? That's all I'm concerned about. I'm not concerned about what anybody say about me. I'm concerned about what Jesus said about me. And that's how each and every one of us should be in here. What Jesus said, you going to go start that business? Well, if I was you, I wouldn't start that business. Good, I'm glad I'm not you. Because I'm going to do what God told me to do. Why are you doing it this way? Because this is what God told me to do. And if you got a problem with that, you should talk to your daddy. He is your daddy. You talk to him and ask him why. Because we are so concerned with what other people are doing and saying, you know, that we forget about what God has already said. Pastor Brian said we don't trust what's being said. We trust what's already been said. That's a word we can stand on. God is not shifting and moving and changing things. God is steadfast. He said what he said. So we need to do what he said to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Numbers 11, 10 through 15 in the New Living Translation. We in church today, y'all. We're going to do church every day. We came up in here. This is sanctified ground. The praise team have already said we, our expectations should be high. We're not just coming in here just to get a, a word to feel good. We're coming in here to get some instructions. We get some instructions. So when we walk out these four walls, we are equipped. We are ready. We are willing. Amen. Numbers 11, 10 through 15, it reads, Moses heard all the families standing in the doorways of their tents, whining. And the Lord became extremely angry. Moses was also very aggravated. And Moses said to the Lord, why are you treating me, your servant, so harshly? Have mercy on me. What did I do to deserve the burden of all these people? Did I give birth to them? Did I bring them into the world? Why did you tell me to carry them in my arms like a mother carries a nursing baby? How can I carry them to the land you swore to give the, their ancestors? Where am I supposed to get meat for all these people? They keep whining to me saying, give us meat to eat. I can't carry all these people by myself. The load is far too heavy. If this is how you intend to treat me, just go ahead and kill me. Do me a favor and spare me this misery. Now in Numbers 10, Moses, he was a contender. He was on fire. He was like, God done, he feeding us. We got shelter. We got, we got everything we need. Come on, brother-in-law. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And immediately when the, when the rabble came and people started complaining and whining, you know, because Moses was like, hey, I was with Jesus when he parted that Red Sea. I lift up that staff, you know. Moses was a contender. He knew the assignment. He understood the assignment. But when somebody, some things come in your midst 
and they are talking to you. Sometimes we'd be like, oh, um, I'm not listening to that. But those things get in us. Those things, if we don't curse those things immediately, they can grow root. They can get embedded in, inside of us. That's what happened with Moses. Moses got that stuff in him, and Moses started saying, well, how am I supposed to take them to the land you told them? You swore that to them. I ain't tell them any of that. You know, if you remember, I could tell you I couldn't, I wasn't able to do it. But you said I was equipped. You know, Moses didn't do all that when that sea was parting. He was just like, let's go. We own because God is providing for us. And that's a lot how we get sometimes, saints. We get like that. God told us to go somewhere and to do something. We girded up and we ready. As soon as there's a little shift, it don't look like, look like I'm going to have to do just a little more work. Or somebody came up and said, that don't look right. We all shift everything. Well, God, why you told me to go tell them people that? Them, they, they knew what they were supposed to do. They didn't receive. See, we get caught up in how other people receive. Your assignment is to give them the word. Your assignment is to say what God said. Your assignment is not to sit there and try to get the manifestation. Your, your assignment is not to sit there and try to get the glory. Your assignment is not to sit there and get all the praise. That's not your assignment. Your assignment is to say the word, speak the word that God said. God is the one that will provide the manifestation. He's the one that will get the glory. Do what he told you to do. And James 1 tells us that human anger doesn't produce the righteousness that God desires. Moses did not enter that promised land because he was um, angry or, or the Israelites' disobedience. Moses didn't enter that promised land because of his own disobedience. So no matter how much you believe something in your life didn't work because of someone else, you are responsible for you. Pastor Shalita prayed for me, and I'm still over here sick because it wasn't Pastor Mike that prayed. Because I know his, his prayers, his prayers touch heaven. Hers, hers just in the atmosphere. Check your faith. What happened to your faith? By your faith, you are whole. The, women, the woman that had the issue of blood, Jesus said, by your faith, you are whole. Not by my prayer, not by his prayer, not by your prayer, but by your faith. Check and see if you're a contender or a pretender. Are you contending for the faith or are you pretending for the fake? That pretending ain't going to take you where God wants you to be. God tells you to do something at a certain time. You tell you, you do it. You think you're being obedient because you do it, but you do it when you decide to do it. So that's disobedient. God tells you to forgive someone. You know they did you wrong now, but you decide they need to apologize first. That's disobedience. God tells you to pay for someone's meal at a restaurant. You decide you're going to order yourself a to-go plate. That's disobedience. Because we're not doing what God told us to do. We're not doing what God tells us to do. And I just want you to know that being that just a little, just a little, little, little bit of disobedience is disobedience. There's no such thing as a little. Little leaven leavens the whole lump. You can't tell a little lie because you don't want to hurt somebody's feeling. You know, I don't want to tell you that um, your dress ain't cute today. So what I tell you is, oh, I like it. 
You, you know what I'm saying? It's even though it's the little minute things that we got to understand, that little, little, little lie will grow. It will grow because it was so easy for you just to, to spit that out. God, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. You don't have to tell somebody, oh, that dress show is ugly since you asked. You don't have to be like that. Everything we do has to be in love. It has to be in love. You know? God will tell you how to do what you need to do because that same person God might tell you he wants you to minister to. That same person that I'm just saying this, this is just an example. I ain't all y'all look fabulous in here, but I'm just saying just because some you think you think somebody might not know how to dress. You might be the person that can help them. You might get have a conversation with them and they might just didn't. They might didn't have the funds. They might don't have the finance to do what you do. You take them shopping. You be a blessing. Amen. You impart in their lives. We, we are so quick to jump to the negative that we forget about the positive. We forget who we are. We are blessed to be a blessing to others. We're not blessed to curse anybody. James 1, 15 and 16 in the New King James Version, it reads, Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good thing is from God. Every good thing is from God. Yet every good thing is not for you to do. When God sends you somewhere, there are limitless abilities. When you're out here doing all these good things, that limits your disabilities. God is a God of limitless abilities. Amen. When we're doing things in our own power, we have limited disabilities. That's crippling us. That's causing us to be stagnant. That's causing us to just want to do things. And I understand you all are some saints in here and y'all are Y'all just want to love on people and do the things that God has called you to do. And sometimes we can get stuck doing all these good things. But I'm going to help y'all today. Whenever someone or something comes up and it's good, check with God first. Amen. Check with God first. If God didn't say do it, it ain't for you. We, we, we're, we have our hands in so many things that we can't even allow other people to do what God has called them to do because we're doing it all because it's good. But we are doing it not unto to the Lord. We're doing it until we need to fill that spot. We need to do it because nobody else is standing up. Sometimes people don't stand up because you're in the way. When they do stand up, they can't see the way. Galatians 6, 1 through 5. Going to read that out of the Passion Translation. I believe that's going to be the last scripture. And it says, my beloved friends, if you see a believer who is overtaken with a fault, may the one who overflows with the spirit seek to restore him. Win him over with gentle words, which will open his heart to you and will keep you from exalting yourself over him. Love empowers us to fulfill the law of the anointed one as we carry each other's troubles. If you think you are too important to stoop down to help another, you are living in deception. 
Let everyone be devoted to fulfill the work God has given them to do with excellence. And their joy will be in doing what's right and being themselves and not in being affirmed by others. Every believer is ultimately responsible for his, his or her own conscience. Believers, we shouldn't be waiting for someone to come and prophesy and tell us this and tell us what we should be doing. And they got to confirm everything. If God told you that's your prophecy, that's your confirmation, that's your word, especially when it's stuff that pertains to us. We should already know what God wants us to do. If you have a relationship with God, then you should already know what God has already told you to do. It might not be what you want to, but it should be what you will do. If there's things, obstacles and things that are standing in your way, you need to go ahead and speak to it. Speak to that mountain. Speak to that peace. Tell that peace to be still. Tell your sickness, that thing that's in you, tell it to be healed. Speak to your body. We got to learn how to speak. You got to open your mouth. You want everybody to speak over you. Speak to yourself. Speak to yourself. I believe what I tell myself. I'm sure you're going to believe what you tell yourself. So tell yourself you're beautiful. Tell yourself you're anointed. Tell yourself you're equipped. Sometimes I don't care if people look at you and say, oh, you thank you. Yes, I do. I think I am a child of God. Yes, I do. I know who I am. You can't come tell me who you think I am because it don't matter because I know who I am. I'm walking in my purpose. I'm walking in what God told me that I should be walking in. I'm doing the good work of God and I'm enjoying myself. It is not bondage. It is an honor to serve God. It's a privilege that he chose you. Know who you are. We can't be out here in these streets pretending. We need to start contending. We need to do some things that God told, told us to do. Breakthrough is in your midst, saints. Breakthrough is in your midst right now. But when you out here pretending and not contending, I want you to know that blessings ain't going to navigate through no messiness. It's not going to do it. What I, just because you don't gossip. But you the gossip trash can. Everybody can come to you and just gossip, just dropping all this mess in you. It's mess. Guess what? You a carrier of mess in this now because you got all this mess on the inside of you. You can't even hear from God. You can't even store up the things that are good and lovely and pure from God because you got all this gossip trash inside of you. You got to clear out that temple. This is holy. This is sanctified ground. Your temple is where God dwells. Stop always want to listen to what somebody said. You can tell me what everybody said, even from last year, but you can't tell me what God told you yesterday. Be a contender. Stop being pretenders. I love y'all. <laughs> you know, when, when um, Potiphar's wife came and tried to be messy and seduce Joseph, Joseph ran away. Some of y'all got to get to the point where y'all skip, hop, jump, run. Y'all got to start running away from mess. Y'all got to stop letting that mess get in you. You got to stop sitting in the mess. Run, jump, skip, hop, turn your back. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. He wasn't concerned about what they said and how they said. And guess what? He still completed his assignment. We sit in the mess and that's why we can't complete our assignment. Because we want to be carriers of messiness. God said he will sustain us. Just be by his business. 
We got to come through the messiness. We got to change our mindset. We got to change how we see things. We got to change how we do things. It doesn't matter if you have to do that every second, every minute, every day, every hour. It does not matter. God honors what he has already said that he will do for you. We're not waiting for God to come and do anything else for us. We are, we are created in his likeness. We are the gods here on this earth. Walk in it. Know who you are. Take your rightful position. Stop putting your weapons down when it's time for a fight. Stop, you know, running up saying, hey, I'm a, I'm a contender for the faith. I got this and I'm, God is with me. Who could be for, against me? We do all of that. That is so wonderful. That is the word. That is the word. The word never changes. But soon as a fight comes, you drop your weapons and you're running and you're trying to find shelter. Stand your ground. I came today to tell you that y'all are equipped, y'all are anointed, y'all are ready for every fight. Y'all win. Y'all don't, don't fight fair. You never fight fair because you got God on the inside of you. There is no stronghold stronger than the one who holds you in his hands. Y'all already win every battle. The God we serve, he never lost a battle. He lives on the inside of you. Why y'all think y'all keep losing battles? Y'all ain't losing battles. Y'all just stop. If you move, you don't lose. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you got to move. In the word it says that our footsteps are ordered by the Lord. That means you can't be standing still. What is that ordering? You got to keep moving. Just because it don't look like where you want to go. Just because you look like you're going in a storm. You are the storm. Peace be still in the midst of the storm. Call, call those things that are not as though they are. That storm going to be still. That mountain, you need to move. We don't have to go around anything. We don't have to be saying, uh, I don't know if I want to go today. Just get up and move. Speak, speak, speak. It's what we say. It's not always what we do. Pastor Mike said that we don't always get what we pray, but we always will have what we say. So what are you saying? What are you saying? Change what you say. I want to read one more scripture to you, and that's 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. And this is the scripture that's going to tell you who's, who you belong to. It says, do you know, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Y'all are holy. Y'all are the righteousness of Christ Jesus. I have never seen the righteousness forsaken. And I don't believe we ever will. Amen. Amen. We just got to gird ourselves up. Remember who we are. This is just a reminder. This is just a reminder. Reminder. Tell yourself who you are. You know, self, get in line. Health, get in line. Wealth, get in line. Speak to it. Money, come to me now in the name of Jesus. Health is restored. Peace, be still. I belong to Jesus. I am a king. I'm a queen. There is nothing that will come to you that don't have to, it will be sifted by God. Everything that's trying to come through you has to come through God first. He sifts everything that concerns you. Every single thing. So that means, to me, that means Trouble came to me, but it went through God first, so that means I will be able to bear it. It will not overtake me. I will not quit, therefore I cannot be defeated. 
God is for me. He's already gone before me. He's perfected everything that concerns us. Not one, two, three things, but everything. It don't look like it. It might not. It might not look like it, but that's why we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. That's all I have for today. We're going to just pray. Um, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for this word. We thank you, Lord God, that we are being reminded that we're not in the wilderness, that we're in our promised land. And we just thank you, Lord God, right now for everything that you're doing in this minute, second, and hour. We thank you, Lord God, that we have a high expectation because we belong to you. There is nothing just normal about us. So we don't expect normal things, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for every supernatural thing that you do in our lives. We thank you, Lord God, that if we just continue to hold fast to what you've already told us to do, that we shall reap a harvest. Lord, we just thank you for the seeds that we place in the ground. We thank you for the harvest that is right now. We thank you that we're receiving a harvest from those seeds, Lord God. And we just thank you, Father God, that you continue to bless us exceedingly and abundantly above anything we can think or imagine. And Lord God, we just love you. We praise you, Lord God. We give you honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, um, okay, now it's time for offering. We're going to do offering. I hope y'all got something out of the world today. I'm not, I'm, I'm looking around the room. I'm not, I'm not going to look at any of, I'm going to look at y'all different. Every time I see y'all, I want to see some fire. I want to see some fight. I want to see some, some let's do this, you know. Um, John three sixteen. I love this. I love to use this scripture for offering because it says, for God so loved the world that he gave. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave. God gave. God gave. I love that. God gave. He gave his best. So God has given us Jesus. He gave us Jesus. And he has already given us the resources that we can just give back to him. It doesn't belong to us. It belongs to him. You know, so I'm just so thankful that we're able to give. Giving is not something that we have to do. It is something that we, are, we get to do. And we have to do it cheerfully. There is um, ways to give on the screen. If you need an envelope, the ushers will be able to just raise your hand. The ushers will be able to minister to you. While we're getting that ready, before we do our confession, I just want to um, ask is anyone here that don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? We can take care of that right now because there's over 7,000 promises in the Word of God. And when you come into the kingdom of God, you have a right to every last one of them. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let's go ahead and tear down the enemy's camp and get on into the kingdom. Everyone here is a believer. Praise God. Praise God. If anyone here wants to join Revealing Truth Ministries Wesley Chapel, just raise your hand. This is a great place to come and worship at. 
So happy to see all of y'all. Amen. Amen. There's one more request that I want to, to make. If you all, we're all believers in here, but if you just need to rededicate your life, you say, I've been in the wilderness and I've been running around doing all these good things, but I only want to do what God tell me to do. And I got off a little bit. Just raise your hands where you are and we'll just pray for you. I'll just pray for you right now. I'll just pray for you right now. So, Father, I just thank you for all the ones that raised their hands, Lord God. Lord, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that they are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord God, that they are obedient to you and your word, and that's what you honor, Father. So, Lord God, whatever is going on in their life that needs to be corrected, Father, I just thank you that it's corrected today. I thank you, Lord God, right now that there will be no more walking around in the wilderness, Father. They are set free right now from any bondage, anything that the enemy has tried to put in their lives or try to tell them that they're not worthy or they're not good enough or they're not loved. We curse it right now and send it back to the pits of hell. We thank you, Lord God, that they are equipped. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that everything is being restored to them. They're coming for their inheritance right now. We thank you, Lord God, for their obedience. We thank you, Lord God, right now, that as they leave this place, Lord God, at your presence, that you're adding to them everything that they need. You're giving them, Lord God, the desires of their heart. You're giving them, Lord God, things that they didn't even know that they needed, Lord God. So, Father, I just thank you. I thank you that their hearts are clear, that they will walk in love towards any and every person, Lord God. And, Lord God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, that their lives are changed right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God. I pray a spirit of ease over each and every person, Lord God. Every person in here, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, right now that they will not be moved. They will not continue to be harassed by any enemy of yours. And we thank you, Lord God, right now. We thank you, Lord God, right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 God is good. God is good. God is good. There is some breakthrough taking place now in the name of Jesus. This is your free zone. This is sanctified holy ground. Be free in the name of Jesus. You are released to walk in your purpose in the name of Jesus. You can drop it all down at the feet of the throne. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be bold right now. You don't have to keep being in the corner. Whatever it is that has been holding you captive, it is breaking off you. Chains are falling off you right now. In the name of Jesus, you are free right now in the name of Jesus. Your mind has been renewed and restored right now in the name of Jesus. God said he's doing a new work. He's doing a new work on the inside of you. You no longer belong to yourself. You belong to God. God is perfecting everything that concerns you. He has made the past clear. All you have to do is receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Believe it in the name of Jesus. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. Freedom. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we give you glory and honor for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's what God had to say to us today. We pray that it blessed you. As always, we pray that the word of God blesses you. 
not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now, but we pray that you got something out of the message today that would change your life immediately. God bless you and look forward to chatting with you next time.